Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Uh, no big intro here. This is the Atlanta Traffic Podcast. Doug Turnbull, smiling Mark McKay. Look at that, Jake's, and no wood to knock on. And uh, smiling, we've seen a lot, of course, of traffic here since we did our last one of these a few weeks ago. Yeah. School is back, traffic stinks, turn the page, we're moving into fall, and we move into fall, but we're having the end of the summer tropics here, and uh, what we're we're noticing, you were the first person on the traffic team to notice, Hurricane Irma is really putting the hurt on 75 as far as people leaving Florida. Well, this came from uh, past knowledge, I've lived in Atlanta, um, what, 33 years now, since the mid-80s, and I remember WSB specifically covering uh, Captain Herb uh, and, and the team back in the day covering evacuations. There was a big storm. It wasn't Andrew because it was so far south, but there was a storm that brought a lot of Florida evacuees up in the 80s. And then, of course, those coastal storms bring people in I-16. But I just had a feeling early when I was watching the Weather Channel over the weekend about the uh, the storm strength and where it was going. How many people were going to jump on I-75 specifically to come into middle of Georgia? And then we started seeing it here in the middle of the week. And it's going to go right through the weekend uh, with, I think, the next few days. It's going to put extra pressure on 75 on the south side. Watch the downtown connector as folks come into and through the city and on 285. I don't think it'll be the extent of when the 85 bridge came down. But we'll see no, an increased volume. I would volume. hope not. I would hope not. You know, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing delays that we don't usually see. Henry County commuters, commuters on the south side, be prepared for morning delays that you're not used to. And, of course, I think it's putting a lot more pressure on, uh, you'll see the afternoons. We saw the afternoons already fill up now. Hey, look, our, our HR director, Ernia Dennis, she just texted me and was like, hey, I'm stuck on West Peachtree for 15 minutes. And, of course, I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm in breakfast. Yeah. But but I looked at our traffic app, our Triple T Traffic Alerts app, and I saw the delays just jamming up and going up to that right lane construction on Peachtree over the 85 bridge. And I also think that you add in just extra people that are driving around Midtown. Down. Hey, I get to go to Atlanta at least. I'm going to avoid a hurricane. And then they're finding, I saw Hotel Indigo was on Channel 2 this morning. They're finding not much. In the way of lodging. No, no. so th- you think about now Atlanta being uh, sold out to a certain extent, then people continue north. So I think we're going to have that constant flow of traffic. If you see what I saw when I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I said, you know what, let me check the uh, the traffic sensors coming out of South Florida. With I-95 north of Miami on the East Coast are already filled up in red. And then the turnpike through Central Florida wow. in the middle of the night. These people are getting the word, and they're doing the right thing about getting out of Dodge, but they, they're going north, and they're, they're, they're going away from Florida. Whether it means north, east, or, or west, I think we're getting a bulk of traffic heading north to our, our city. And I worked midday traffic during Hurricane Matthew last year, or as it was coming in. I was actually stuck in Charlotte during Hurricane Matthew, okay. and we had two days of NASCAR rained out, but awesome. But uh, it, what they did on I-16, and I don't know that they've done this yet for I-16 now, is that they contraflowed right. the traffic where they took the eastbound traffic and moved it westbound. So they had double the lanes. I think I-16 is only two or three lanes each direction. So they had four to six lanes completely. And the DOT had a very systematic, and the State Patrol had a very systematic evacuation. And then when it was time to go back, I think, if I remember correctly, they did the same thing. And it, But it's really tricky in that 75 I-16 interchange when you have 
four to six lanes of westbound traffic, and then they've got to get on to 75 north, and it's not quite designed to do it. Uh, you said, smiling too, that you saw that the express lanes are changing. Yep. We learned uh, as of this taping, as of this uh, broadcast that we're doing today, as of today, uh, all of the northbound express lanes will remain northbound till further notice. DOT is going to keep the express lanes that run through Henry County uh, continuing northbound and not not reverse them midday for the southbound commute out of Atlanta, but the express lanes through Henry County in South Metro will stay northbound till further notice. Okay, and so I'm seeing a couple of uh, questions. Um, comments, questions, right. so forth. Uh, Joanne King, I used to go to Claremont Baptist Church hey. right up the street with here. Uh, Joanne says that she's still in Tampa and they're waiting to evacuate. And we're hoping that with the track of this hurricane, and we're not meteorologists at all, right. we'll leave that to our brother Kurt Mellish, uh, but that it's tracking eastward and maybe you won't have to. I also see traffic trooper Sky's the Limit, Michael Allen Johnson on there uh, saying he sees already out-of-state traffic on 400 North. So we've talked about the south side, but smiling, I think it's probably reasonable to expect it pushes north, huh? I think so, because unless they're going to camp out at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which they've graciously yes. opened their property for, for camping purposes there. As has Talladega, which is halfway right. between Atlanta and Birmingham. Now you yeah. have to spread out. Unless you have friends and family here in the metro area, you have to find hotels. Uh, are we going to be sold out in Atlanta? What, what did I hear? 90,000-plus hotel rooms in the metro Atlanta area? Wow. Is that going to sell out? I don't know. It could get very close, or people are going to get frustrated not finding what they want here in Atlanta, and they'll continue heading northbound. Yeah, and so that's going to be a real mess. I'm glad that this is intersecting with this weekend right. and not last weekend when you had they three or four major football games. You had Dragon all the Con. Dragon Con and all that. I mean, at least it's it's a normal ebb and flow of the are the Falcons are on the road? Are, are they're they? In Chicago. They're in Chicago, they're right? In Chicago, yeah, yep. the, the dogs are at Notre Dame. So, you know, if you were going as far northeast and you had Athens, right. I mean, this isn't fortunate at all. Okay, but it's it's not. It, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, and for Atlanta, so we'll keep an eye on it for you both uh, online and on air. And I have a feeling this is going to be something that we're going to follow uh, certainly by the end of the week, and uh, then we'll see uh, as the storm scheduled to come into South Florida sometime on Sunday. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a lot to watch there. So stay with WSB for updates. Uh, Smiling just being in the traffic center yesterday, he was all over our Triple T Traffic oh, Alerts app. Uh, you know, we kind of have a standing, I think if I heard you say correctly, we have like a standing audio alert planned for the south side because we just know it's going to be FUBAR. We won't spell out what that means, but be, but it's going to be FUBAR for a while, we think. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep that we're gonna keep it up there and adjust accordingly in terms of how we watch the traffic flow. But bottom line, uh, if you live in South Metro Atlanta and you make that commute into downtown or midtown, you're going to have a lot more people along for the ride, certainly in morning drive. And then you'll watch that flow if you're heading home in the evening come north, which will uh, will continue throughout this week. Uh, John Kirkpatrick is asking, will you be up in the air 24-7 to give us updates? I mean, first of all, John, what am I, chopped liver? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I, I don't think we do 24-7 flights. We haven't figured that out. No, no we can, we can keep <laughs> We can let the pilots have their necessary rest, according to the FAA. So they they have certain times where they they can't fly, and uh, they need their rest. But we'll uh, we have you covered in so many ways. We, there's so much so much technology to keep you covered. But we do appreciate the fact that we can fly for you and see for our own eyes what's happening as opposed to depending on other sources. Yeah, and so we, we use, just so those who wonder, they think if they're not flying all the time, how are you co covering the traffic? I mean, look, we have access to over 1,200 DOT cameras. We are getting calls from people like you that are just stuck in traffic. They get, call us up and say, hey, I'm stuck, or, or you call and tell us something we don't know. or We get that information. We are calling police departments. We're listening to police scanners. We have a whole way of doing things. We only fly, what, like five not even five hours a day. Right. And so it, it, 
we, we do traffic 24-7. Yes, we fly the most crucial times. Yeah, so uh, we have abilities just, just like you have in your car smile and I have here, mobile command, where we could get on the radio at any time. They press one button, we change one channel on our radio, we're on the air. Right. So we could join from anywhere, and we have access to most of those tools, even in our cars and our homes, and certainly in the traffic center. And I think the most important aspect is the of this infrastructure that we have for triple team traffic are the uh, listeners and viewers. The people that get uh, get in touch with us directly via the WSB radio app, uh, the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app, where you can call in. You're our eyes on the roadways, and so many times, I don't advise this, but so many times I hear people seeing an incident, they'll call WSB or be in touch with WSB first before they get on with the authorities. We can reverse that. We appreciate you thinking of us, but if there's a, something that happens in front of you and there is a need for um, emergency vehicles, call 911 first and then follow up with us, but we appreciate the thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and what, by the way, here's another good thought from our buddy, Traffic Trooper JR, James Langwell down there. He's asking, does AMS need volunteers? I, that, that occurred to me myself, not necessarily volunteers, but how much staff will be down there. I, I literally think they probably just have a cleanup crew for the bathroom. I think this is all just, we've got these open fields, you know, 11 yeah. months a year, like, what can we do to help? They did this during Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be self-sufficient. They're going to open the facilities and write, and then basically have crews that come in and, and tend to the facilities as they need to, while people will fill up and will. You'll be interested. I'll be interested to see this afternoon what you see as you head down there in terms yeah, oh, of people that have filled up. And we'll definitely be going now. One reason you didn't go down there this morning is because you had a little bit to look at today, yep. just in this northeast sector. We're off of. Just so y'all know, if anybody's like creepy enough to come join us, we're in the parking lot of the Waffle House at Peachtree Industrial at Claremont here in Brookhaven. So, uh, smiling, you spent a lot of time northeast here today. Yeah, uh, the uh, it seems that you just can't. Well, first of all, this is the joy of our job, and what we really enjoy every day is something different. Every yeah. single day is something different yeah. that we wake up to or do, and uh, you really hope to find a profession that you can get into where every single day is different. It's not the same, and yeah, the Northeast was particularly bad on this particular day as we uh, as we shoot this and uh, and and record this. Um, you really need to watch for pedestrians in the roadway. Another another morning where someone was hit along a busy stretch of Shambly Tucker Road at I eighty five. Yeah, happened just at dawn. You know, pedestrians out there, and then a very uh, very strange uh, situation where uh, the reports of somebody being hit by a street sweeper off of Pleasant Hill Road at Club Drive, and it ended up be, being a lot worse according to authorities. And right, the driver got hit yeah. themselves, and that that wasn't as much a traffic thing as just. How does who's ever heard of someone getting hit by a street sweeper, much less the driver? Right. The oddity. Yeah. So police were investigating that, which caused a lot of flashing light activity at that Q of T at Pleasant Hill and Club Drive. Wasn't necessarily a traffic deal, but every day is something different for us. Yeah. And then yesterday morning or Monday morning, depending on when y'all are listening, because yesterday only counts today. Um, you know that we just a hey, profound. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you listen to this in December, you're just lost. Okay. But <laughs> but uh, we had and this ended up not being a traffic story, but traffic team founded. Ashley Frasca founded on, oh. and it was the tiger on the loose oh, on seventy five. Can we get like an annotated history of this tiger, the Bengal tiger on I seventy five, please, in Henry County? I can. If Ashley was here, she would give you the ground because she literally we, we communicate with each other via the two-way and uh, and smartphone technology but when ashley says can you give me a call in the traffic center yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. that when i'm working remotely she has something very interesting to tell me about something yes. that's developing and then she said henry county authorities who she called told me that they have a tiger on the loose jodico road near i-75 i said what are they hallucinating down there yeah. i said a particular 
couple of people that work down there and live down there. I won't na- mention names. Oh yeah, are they hallucinating and calling us in, <laughs> calling yeah, exactly, in to us because exactly. they worked all night or they exactly <laughs> no names. Uh, but I said, uh, all right, let's keep. They they confirmed that they confirmed there was a tiger, and uh, so the more information we got, the more interest on the news side it came. I it, it really piqued the interest of Judd Hickenbotham in for Scott Slade who. Every time he tossed to me, it was, what's new with the Tiger? Right. And then on Channel 2 with Mark Aram, that became a story which wasn't a traffic story, but it was one of the more unique stories of an animal on the loose that we've had. We've had many llamas, zebras, now a Tiger. Yeah, so if, you, if y'all remember, so that and the, what happened with the Tiger is it got loose, it got to where it was going to be a danger to people, and they had to shoot it and, and kill it, and it was with a circus. If y'all didn't hear, it was with a circus, it got out of Coming the trailer. They didn't find out. The people that were driving it didn't find out that it was gone until they watched the news. They came forward and said, that was our tiger. So um, we're next to the Goodwill here. They place people in new jobs. I have a feeling. Just, uh, you know, yeah. there's something in my bones. These people may have to call Goodwill find a job because, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was, an, <laughs> that was an unfortunate ending, too. Um, and then here's, here's another way. We It's one thing to hear about it. Yeah. It's another thing to actually see it so later in the morning henry county authorities uh henry county police released video or or pictures still pictures of the tiger and then i put it out on social media going you probably heard us talking about it this is what they were following this is what they were trying to track down so it was real and the 911 calls if you've heard any of the 911 calls that mark aaron played back on his show and the Uh morning news played back what uh yeah what what does the target look like (laughs) Uh, a tiger yeah (laughs) Uh, and he starts laughing. A tiger? A tiger. I mean, you know, I mean, there's really, I was trying to think when I heard that. I, I listened to, by the way, y'all, if you go to iTunes or play or WSBRadio.com right here and you find podcasts, go listen to the first segment of the Mark Aram show last night. Smiling was on it. <laughs> and Aram played some cuts. And so they had that 911 call. They also had the lady from Hardee's. Yes. Who had to be there 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. to open it and had to call her manager, what, 415 and yeah. say, uh, so we can't open right now. Um, got a tiger. Tiger, tiger. Let's, you know, <laughs> a weird story. It ended up not being a huge uh, traffic thing, but uh, that's that. That was just fun to talk about. What we've certainly seen, and we're not going to spend a ton on this because you guys sit in it, you know the deal. It didn't really wait till Labor Day. I think this is the second, third year in a row where Captain Herb's Labor Day is when traffic comes back rule. Yeah. Just it ended up as soon as school got back in, and all the sec, you know, over the two or three weeks, all the mm. schools went back. The roads just went to, to garbage. Immediately, traffic went to garbage. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly see that in the afternoon. You're up over it every morning. I mean, it's it's no joke. No, give yourself extra time um, and have patience. Download the WSB Triple T and Traffic Alerts app if you haven't already because you'll get the first alert before anybody else. As we put out incidents in front of you, know which way to go. Should I go to the left? Should I go to the right? Or should I just take an alternate route? Yeah. And and really, the best alternate to this is to bad traffic is just preparing. If you are braced for a 50-minute drive somewhere, there's not always a great alternate to that. Just know it's going to take 50 right. minutes so you can leave early enough. And by listening to News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, turning on Channel 2 Action News, using our, our app, following us on Twitter, at WSB Radio, at WSB Traffic, that, that's, it's just being armed with the right weapons right. to take on the commute. If everywhere stinks, there's not really a battle to that. Oh, so that's to be prepared. Have patience. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk about with Marta CEO Keith Parker here in just a moment. I see a question from John Kirkpatrick again. Uh, does the traffic construction on Buford Drive, Highway 20, end anytime soon in Forsyth County? I don't know about that. 
I don't know a lot about, like I haven't seen numbers of when it's supposed to end, but when I talk to people that live up there, including one of our former pilots, when we used to fly over it, he would just be like, this has been going on forever. We don't know when this and is going to end. Not only the stretch they're closest to, uh, closest to Gwinnett, uh, the mall of Georgia, but going clear across westbound all the way into Forsyth County. Yeah. The that's Chattahoochee a, river area. That's a mess. Yep, yeah. That's, that's a constant mess. I, we, we, maybe we need to follow up as to when their timetable of wrapping that up. I know when we fly over it, there are improvements. I see more and more lanes that are completed, but it's been a mess between uh, Forsyth and uh, in Gwinnett counties for a long time. That east west quarter, yeah. and that's really the only uh, vestige we have of an outer perimeter, yeah. right? That's the only that the when there was a talk about building an outer two eighty five to uh, like interstate to avoid Atlanta, Highway twenty is it because Highway twenty goes all the way from McDonough essentially or Hampton Atlanta Motor Speedway all the way around to can't to Cartersville okay. so it covers like two-thirds of Metro Atlanta like a big weird like acid-induced circle with, uh, you know <laughs> with, a lot of, with a lot of communities a lot of stoplights yeah. a lot of, so it's not a constant flow but it is an option if things uh, really go uh, in a handbasket yeah well so besides preparing you can say hell it's okay, okay. like it's 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 hell like the proper noun not the yeah so it's okay look um what we're going to do here speaking of commute options let's go ahead we're gonna no, we're not going to pause the live thing but if you're listening here in the podcast and we're going to talk real quick I, I got a chance yesterday to talk one-on-one with marta ceo listen in for keith Okay, it is my honor and our honor to be joined by the outgoing CEO of MARTA, and that's Mr. Keith Parker here. Uh, news coming out this past uh, last couple of days that he is going to be leaving MARTA for a CEO-type position with another renowned organization, being Goodwill of North Georgia. So uh, thank you, Mr. Parker, for joining us today. And can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? And we were certainly surprised by it. And how does somebody that's been in transit for all this time transition into a totally different industry? Well, I knew that as I now have uh, hit the big five O number, <laughs> that I wanted to try something different. I've been a transit executive or in the city manager uh, type realm for the last two decades. And uh, as such, I wanted to see if there's something else that gave me passion that I wanted to wake up every day uh, energized about and go to bed every night with it on my mind and goodwill is that type of an opportunity i have uh, been a volunteer in a uh, board capacity for goodwill even going as far back as when i was in san san antonio a number of years ago and i've always found the mission of the organization to be true to my heart and that is uh, the primary mission being to put people to work and particularly some of the most hard to place people uh, in our society folks who may have uh, all sorts of different uh, types of challenges, whether they be physical challenges or uh, maybe having come out of the penal system and a whole host of other things that we've seen time and time again where Goodwill has helped place some of these folks and then they uh, improve their lives pretty dramatically. And so to tie the two industries together, and I think that's a bold move, by the way, changing industries, although you're, you're used to managing things, that tying the two together you, Marta is a place where I'm sure people go to find work as well. Maybe they've been out of the workforce, and that, it's a totally new thing for them. It's kind of its own entity. Uh, well, will Marta and Goodwill maybe have some kind of business-to-business relationship based upon your presence at both that could sort of bridge that gap? Well, Goodwill, in, in many respects, is a retail organization, and uh, we carry, we meaning Marta, carry lots of people, uh, to uh, 
to do shopping, to purchase things, and, and, and so forth. But we also provide uh, transportation for many of the employees, and that already exists. Uh, I think the single biggest synergy amongst the organizations is that they're both about service. You know, at MARTA, we carry over 400,000 people a day. Goodwill provides uh, an enormous n- a number of outlets, well over 70 outlets, as well as other places where people can do- donate goods. Uh, and uh, with that, employ more than 3,000 people themselves, Goodwill of North Georgia. So I think that, that both organizations being heavily tied to service, heavily tied to strengthening strengthening uh, communities, that's what makes them uh, so comparable. And for me, the move from one uh, industry to the next is you know, quite, quite a challenge, but it's one that I'm really looking forward to, especially knowing that the, uh, the place I'm going has had tremendous out, and outstanding leadership now for two and a half decades with uh, the leadership of Ray Bishop, who's the outgoing CEO. And they have, a, they have a very solid staff as well. So I'll be going into a uh, tough place in terms of shoes to fill, but a very well-run organization. It was certainly. And and with well-run organizations, it's not always a term we've used connected to MARTA, but since you're joining at the end of 2012, MARTA has a lot more positive press and positive vibes and better numbers. When I first saw you in person last fall, and we got to talk for a little while, it was right on the eve of the city of Atlanta residents voting for that SPLOS to get more uh, taxpayer or more uh, sales tax money to fund some MARTA expansion. And you also talked in that same transportation forum about uh, buses and trains starting to get Wi-Fi, different improvements in MARTA. So then a few months after that, in March of this year, we had the I-85 bridge collapse. And that, I'm sure, drove a lot of people, as we saw in numbers, to MARTA. How, what is the state of MARTA since last November and then also post-bridge collapse? Because I know the numbers at times have been flat even afterwards. Right. Uh, the, the state of the agency is extremely strong. That you know, When I came in, the agency was having a very, very tough time in terms of balancing budgets. You mentioned the public perception is uh, quite negative, and even things such as our crime numbers were um, subject to a lot of scrutiny. Today, I'm very, very proud to say that between the work that uh, my team as the management and, and the day-to-day folks who get the job done, uh, that, that we have seen pretty significant improvement in just about every area. So from a financial standpoint, uh, we're at our strongest sense really about the Olympic Games, that when I came in, KPMG had just finished up the financial audit that uh, they predicted that without significant change, the agency would be fiscally insolvent about right now that we would have, we'd be basically uh, out of money. Instead, we have about a quarter of a billion dollars in budget reserves now. Um, The crime numbers have improved pretty dramatically. We now have the second fewest number of part one crimes of all the large transit systems in the country. Uh, Our credit rating has gone up very significantly over the last uh, several years, and you mentioned that uh, after having gone a generation without passing a single measure, uh, MARTA has now passed in just three years two very significant uh, tax increases, That the first of which allowed uh, Clayton County to become full members and a partner jurisdiction uh, with the rest of the MARTA family, and then the city of Atlanta passing a tax that uh, allows for greater expansion of transit service within the city itself. And then we're also quite proud of the fact that uh, companies like Mercedes-Benz, Kaiser Permanente, uh, uh, 
uh, Nucor and many others have uh, announced that the reason why they're either relocating to Atlanta or having a greater presence in Atlanta is due to is due in large part due to ex- uh, accessibility to MARTA. And when you think about the notion of, um, of say, a state farm saying we're moving or increasing our presence in Atlanta, say, six years ago, it was just unheard of. Today, it's almost the, uh, the norm. And then as far as the ID5 bridge uh, situation, our team prepares constantly for crises. And as a result of that training, the, when literally I could see the smoke uh, from out of my office, uh, was uh, was bellowing into the atmosphere. We pulled our group together, and within 12, 13 hours, we were running additional service, and then saw our numbers go up. And during this time period, unlike just about every other transit system in the country, we have seen our numbers remain pretty consistent. Where uh, there is a national decline in transit ridership right now, primarily due to the gas prices uh, being down for the third year in a row. Uh, but we are one of the few who has been able to maintain at least a flat level uh, during the, uh, the during this fiscal year. So we're we're feeling pretty good about that, and think the future is very optimistic. Well, that's a that's a great point. I didn't even realize that trans uh, transit had been down so much nationwide over the last couple of years. So, or because of the gas prices too. Didn't think about that correlation. So, okay, one more question for you. Then your last day, I think I read, was September the eighteenth. So it's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. How much are you going to be involved in the transition? I know MARTA Board Chairman Robbie Ash and, and the interims that they're putting in place are going to help with that. Do you help at all with the CEO search, or do you have to go ahead and get into the, the uh, job training 101 with goodwill? How, how much do you help with the transition? Well, I think um, what you saw for September 18th, that we, we have hired, I've hired a new deputy general manager, okay, and he begins on September 18th. My, uh, the amount of time that I'll be uh, around, the board will finalize tomorrow, but it'll at least be uh, through mid-October. Uh, and so, yes, I will uh, assist in getting the ball rolling, if you will, uh, and uh, helping the board to identify a search firm. And then after that, I'll get out of the way and let them go on and hire the next leader. You know, I see my role at MARTA as one of the latest runner in a long relay race where I received the baton from Bev Scott after she did all she could uh, to improve the system. And then I've run the fastest race I can, and I'll be handing off the baton to, uh, to the next leader. And my goal is to, to give us as, as uh, firm a lead as possible and let that person get started. Well, smile at Mark McKay and I for the traffic team. We'll go ahead and submit our applications right now. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> but but it, we, I must say, just e- even trying to be objective here, it has been impressive to see Marta turn around like it has. So I guess one, one last thing here. Do you have any parting words for the Atlanta populace that takes Marta or is considering to take it as we look ahead here? You've had a successful five years. Do you have parting words for the next generation of riders in these coming five years? Well, I think we've made significant progress in the last uh, in this last five years, where people are safer on the transit system. We run more reliably. We've not raised fares one time. We've added a lot of new amenities, everything from the world's first soccer field inside a transit station to a number of uh, fresh modern markets where you can get fresh produce and vegetables and all sorts of neat things. Uh, we've uh, improved to the point where we have Wi-Fi now on every single bus. We have cameras on every bus and every train. Our crime numbers, as I mentioned, are amongst the best in the entire nation. 
and we've seen our customer service numbers spike to the point where, again, they haven't we, we haven't seen since the turn of the century. So the model of today is a much better place than what it was just a few years ago. But I'm so optimistic that the next person who comes in, he or she is going to take this place to just yet another incredible level. And you all will completely forget about Keith Parker because this person is going to be such a <laughs> dynamic leader that, uh, that, that more and more people will be using the service and model will, will move further into that place where I always envisioned it as being, and that is to be an iconic part of what makes Atlanta special. Well, we, you certainly have had a big part of that, as is the Marta board. We're glad to see it turning around and uh, making the city even more connected. Uh, folks, that's been um, Marta, CEO and Chief uh, um, Keith Parker, if I can get the, t- the title out correctly there. And we'll be sad to see him go, but glad for what the future holds. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Keith. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right, we're back. Uh, it, see, we're back. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. No transition sound, no traffic sounder. We're just back. <laughs> Look, and, they, and we never went anywhere on Facebook Live. It's crazy. Yep. Hey, so look, so Smiley, we heard Keith Parker, and he heard, just not now. Okay, don't call us out. But, <laughs> but, but Smiley, you know, Keith told. I, mean, I was really surprised to hear this news because you have a guy. It's sort of like Bobby Cox leaving the Braves, like after winning the World Championship in '95, or or in 1994, right before they won the World Championship. He he decides to leave and take a different job, and he told me it's because it, it it's his passion. He just wants to have a passion for something. He's been in transportation management for years. What what as as just a longtime Atlanta resident, what did you think when you heard the news? Keith Parker, the successful CEO of Marta, is just dipping out. I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, those of us who don't follow transportation uh, closely in terms of usage. I mean, to, to the everyday person, they just want the trains to run on time. They want to, they want to have, uh, the, 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 the bang for their buck in terms of whether they're getting the service. Um, did it make a big difference? Uh, I, I, from a layman standpoint, it seems like this guy did a really good job. Five years on the job. Yeah. December, 2012. Yeah. Um, so when you start to hear this, which I paid attention to recently because of the story about Mr. Parker leaving, I know he's been gracious to us. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but, the bottom line is: Is Marta running efficiently? Is it is it at its efficiency? Is he leaving it in good hands? It sounds like he is setting this system up to continue to grow, but it, but it needs to grow. It needs to move out of central Atlanta. It, it needs to move out of the city. It needs to start continuing north. And you know, is that going to happen? Out of his hands. And so, what happened is: is in the last three years, after having decades, as he said, of not expanding at all, not having any tax money added to it. They they had two measures approved. In November of 2014, Clayton County it got voted on a 1% sales tax increase to get MARTA bus service into the county. Atlanta residents in November of 2016 voted a half cent sales tax. It's going to generate billions for MARTA, frankly, to get them to get MARTA to be able to expand. And one of the big things they're talking of expanding is into that Emory-Clifton corridor. Now, there are a lot of people that will say heavy rail is just not the way to go. And they're looking at other options too, but but the, to think about it, it took that much effort just to get that inch of progress. And there's really when we compare ourselves to London, San Francisco, D.C., Paris, New York, our rail system is nothing like theirs, and frankly, never will be. No. But but one thing I think that we need to remember, and we've said this before in this podcast, I've written in a gridlock guy. You and I have talked about it just over over breakfast or something is that a good rail system does not mean you have no traffic. Right. It's it's almost like you're building for the future. When they rebuild the 285-400 corridor, it doesn't mean that the traffic's going away. It means 
we're building because 20 years from now, this area, you won't even want to go here at all. Well, and did is it true, and maybe you can back it up, and maybe you spoke to Mr. Parker about it even separately. What about after the I-85 bridge collapse? Yes. And we saw the flow of traffic into and out of downtown, midtown Atlanta. A lot of folks used MARTA, but didn't stay with it. Right. And so what he... So I asked him that specifically. I said, hey, you've had these successes, but an opinion of MARTA has changed somewhat. I mean, of course, I talked to some people. They still hate MARTA, still think they're going to get shot and killed on MARTA. You know, that's just what people think. It's hard to get overcome that. But I said, hey, you know, the bridge collapse seemed like this was a breakthrough moment for you all. It happened in the perfect place where it didn't interrupt your service, but where people needed it on the red and the gold lines. Sure. Then we saw the numbers drop off again even more than before. And he said that compared to the rest of the United States, MARTA is holding its ridership better than every other transportation system. You know, okay, take it or leave it. I mean, that still could mean it's not a ton, that others are losing more. And he said part of the reason is gas prices, except for the Hurricane Harvey stuff that just went on. Gas prices have been down the last three years. More people get in their cars, better economy. Let's take better economy. I can afford to drive. Right. I mean, that's part of it. But also with the better economy comes, as, as we just heard him say, State Farm, Mercedes-Benz, Kaiser Permanente, a couple of other companies have chosen Atlanta and State Farm and I believe Mercedes also. But I know State Farm have built right next to MARTA stations. We're seeing that. That's the progress. That's what we're seeing in Dunwoody. We're seeing State Farm right next to the Dunwoody MARTA station or close by near south of Perimeter Mall. Seeing those buildings going right. Live, work, play facilities. We're seeing a lot of that pop up, but... When these businesses get in here adjacent to Marta stations, that's where you're seeing a lot of the employees that will be coming in and out of those businesses use the train more. Yeah, so that's that's something we're going to watch. Marta is not, I don't think, ever going to be widespread cultural in Atlanta. I don't think we're going to turn into a city of people on foot and bike jumping on Marta. But but I do think that it has had good leadership, and, and Keith Parker will, will be part of the uh, crew that chooses the search firm. Oh, okay. The deputy general manager, uh, whose name is Rob Troop, he actually ran or was the deputy GM for DC's metro system and worked, you know, so that we have people in place. And just like with the DOT, where we saw a couple of years ago, the DOT's uh, director, commissioner, Keith Golden, we're like, oh, crap, this sucks. Okay, Keith Golden's not going to be here. Well, then then came Russell McMurray, and, and, it, and it's still been good management. Now, I, I asked you this, Mylon, uh, we saw the news recently that especially in wake of the 85 bridge collapse that keep that Russell McMurray, the DOT commissioner is getting a raise. I think the number is three with a few zeros after 300,000 ish or so. I don't have the number. Um, I know as a small government guy by heart, my first thought is another government administrator getting more money. But, but I mean, put some perspective into why someone should feel it's important that we're keeping people on like Russell McMurray and why it's important that we're losing people running transportation management organizations like Keith Parker. Well, I, I, I knew when I saw the story that it would push back because you know, this is we're in the age of pushback and it can yes. either be uh, verbally or it can I see be Earl Potts. You're pushing back, see? Earl Potts. I see it can you. Be, it can be instant pushback on social media, especially any of your feeds now can show that kind of uh, – you can express your opinion. So I knew that when people see that and they saw the numbers, and there was a, there was some criticism. Uh, we've gotten to know Russell, though, and he's been uh, – we've worked almost like with partnership with DOT. What he said to me was, and I tell you this, and I think I told you, Doug, when he said he treats drivers, they look at drivers as customers. 
yes. of the freeways, of the system. And as long as the customers are happy, I said, I had not really heard that from somebody in, a, in that kind of position doing that kind of job, that they look at the public as customers. And I think that he has instilled that throughout his organization. And if you can have somebody as bright as Russell is, pay him more money, hold on to him, uh, then, then the state is doing something really, really good, considering how quickly we turned around or that team turned around the I-85 rebuild. Hey, they, they really did. That was remarkable yeah. what they did. And they got the same company that built the bridge to, uh, you know, to, to be, uh, do the rebuild as well. So, um, so we, we've covered Mar- Marta CEO, Keith Parker leaving. We've talked about Russell. We've talked about hurricane Irma traffic, uh, before we bounce out of here, Facebook live, any more questions yeah. from you? Jr. asked me again about volunteers at Atlanta motor speedway. Uh, and, and then he had to take a phone call. Okay. So, Hey, we do customer service as well. Jr. we have heard nothing about volunteers, but I'm sure if you call Ed Clark's cell number, he would appreciate that. And, uh, you can ask him directly yeah. if no, but Jr. as far as I know, they have not asked for volunteers. Also saw John Kirkpatrick ask if we were planning already to, pick water up for Hurricane Irma. And, I thought about that. I did too because they're out of bottled water in some of the stores down in Florida. I am sure that after we li- start licking our wounds here in Atlanta that the great people Cox Media Group and WSB will come up with the yeah. the way to help. But right now it's more hunker down. And um, what impressed me the most was I came that first, within the first six hours of the initial tractor trailer and uh, I gave a couple of hours uh, before I continued on with my evening, and I really saw the push, and it was going to be one tractor trailer, and they were moving another one into the parking lot, and that first one was filling up within six hours, but to think, what, six, seven that went down there, and the outpouring of our community, the outpouring of our listeners and viewers, and our, our sister stations, and the AJC, the team, the people that depend on us every day, it's almost like we depended on the listeners and viewers yes. and readers to come and fill these trucks, and my goodness, they did, and and, and and even more so than we ever imagined. And I think the number ended up being 10 trucks. Uh, yesterday, oh. our traffic trooper, Herschel, yeah. uh, was out in Harrelson County, and they were they were loading up the last of the trucks there. I don't know what, what the stop was for, but he ended up being in a convoy. Herschel, who is in the middle of, like, every charitable effort we do, by yes. the way, he's an amazing person. Um, but Herschel, uh, you know, helped take some trucks uh, or take a truck, I should say, out into the Houston area. So, again, y'all just keep keep the number one thing you could do is just pray and get your heart centered on what people need. What I think people don't need is just junk. OK, you know, don't don't think, oh, well, I've got a bunch of old T-shirts. These people have lost everything in a hurricane. I saw a news report about how. A bunch of a bunch of junk just ends up being that junk. Instead, to, to, to be paying close attention, think about the wisest places to donate. And if you have time, if you have some time off of work or you have a job that allows you to get out there and, and find a way to help. That's I wish we could. We have to stay on the job, and so we're going to help the best we can from from our seats. Uh, sometimes, quite literally, right here. But I think try to do that at this at the time we're doing this. We just need to see how it all plays out as the people that are affected in the hurricane zone. But I guarantee you, if there's a need. You'll know about it, and uh, you'll we'll thank you for reacting because I know Metro Atlanta and North Georgia, because a lot of this came. From, these people were coming from far and wide to drop off water. Will respond as they did for the folks in Texas. Yeah, and, and that ca- could cause zone traffic headache as well. So again, be patient. If you're starting to curse all the extra traffic that's in town right now because of Hurricane Irma, remember these are people that are fleeing their homes. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful that these people have a place to go because if you were stuck on uh, Barbuda yesterday. 
they were literally people tying themselves to their homes. So, you know, and, and that's all they could do to stop from being blown away by a Cat 5 hurricane. So it, just be, be thankful that we live in a place where we have an infrastructure and a big enough land where we could get and send people. And this will all blow over just like this hurricane will and just stay with them. Yep. So we know you'll respond if needed, but stay tuned. I, I guarantee you there'll be some effort post this hurricane to help the folks down there. Yeah, for sure. And we got a lot of Atlanta traffic topics we could cover. Smiling's got the double shift today, so he's going to have to take a nap. And we frankly just ate a ton of Waffle House. Oh, and I had onions in my hash browns. I'm sitting this close to Smiling, and I feel terrible for the guy. So I need to get him out of here. But thank you all for joining us on Facebook Live. Thank everybody that's listening right here. And a big thanks to Marta CEO, outgoing CEO Keith Parker, and to their PR uh, PR hustler Eric Burton for setting up that interview on the fly. That And Smiling, thanks to you for covering my 2, 3 o'clock traffic reports so I can do that interview on, on Tuesday. It's all about team. It is. Team. Or Wednesday, whatever team. it was. There's a T is in Turnville and T is in team. That's it. So now, but I will say, whenever someone says there's no I in team, I'm always like, yeah, but there's an M and an E. You know, that's oh, it's so wow, that's good. It's it's true. I mean, and so, but there it's true. We really do work at both WSB Radio as a whole and our traffic team as a microcosm as a team. And we and we and to you all you listening and watching are part of our team as well. Right. So thank you for making this great. Um, we're we're going to peace out right now. Be sure to listen for our traffic updates around the clock on WSB and download that Triple Team Traffic Alerts app. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, peace out, y'all. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.